guest. I am Dan Albano with the Orange County Register and OCVarsity.com. I'm joined again by Scott Barajas, former publisher of the Gridiron Magazine in Orange County and uh, our resident Trinity League insider. And Scott, how are you doing this evening uh, as we're getting ready for another week of uh, exciting football? I'm doing pretty good, Dan. I'm doing pretty good. All right, man. Well, we're getting... Uh, you know, we got another exciting week, uh, one of the better weeks for sure of the non-league season coming up for these Trinity League teams that we're covering. You know, and one of the teams that, uh, you know, we talked a lot about last week, we actually had uh, Rick Curtis on from uh, Santa Margarita, the, the football coach, but what do you think happened to the Eagles, uh, you know, in your opinion? Uh, they had a tough go of it, they kind of played their best team last week, they've, you know, finally kind of played a real good team, Westlake, only came away with uh, 14 points, they lost 21-14, to 14. what was your thoughts on uh, Scott and uh, what happened to the Eagles? Oh, Dan, it's either Westlake is better than we thought or Santa Margarita wasn't as good as we, we thought. Um, certainly Westlake exposed some areas in Santa Margarita's um, offense and particularly in, you know, with their offensive line. Um, Costello was under constant pressure and it seemed like they also abandoned the run game and they, but they also kept on trying to throw the ball. Um, and they wanted to go deep all the time. So, you know, in, in, towards the end of the game, I think also the injuries also caught up with them. I think, like, three guys went down. I think Brett Neeling, one of their star linemen, was out for a while, um, but he came back in. But I don't know if he was how big thing that he was. Um, defensive end Alex Stewart went out. He never came back. Um, and then late in the second half, Noah Rashid went down with a knee injury, I think, or, or it looked to be a, a knee injury, and he never came back. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they had a rough go of it. Um, they also had to, you know, take into account um, Phil Howard's speed, and I think he kind of hurt the Eagles. They tried to go man with him, and I think he, he kind of blazed past them for two scores. Um but we'll see if they regroup this week. Um, I know they're going to be taking on a two and one Riverside team. Team, so um, it, it, it kind of you know you know that performance kind of you know opened up some eyes. But you know Westlake may be pretty good, so you know we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I think Westlake their only their loss is a, a close uh, state uh, close decision um, to uh, a team from Arizona. So I think that's their only loss. So. Um, you know, they're a team to, to watch out, you know, in, in the Pac-5 division as well. And we'll have to check on some of those Santa Margarita uh, injuries. So, um, you know, you're obviously Eagles are going to want to be, you know, close to full strength uh, as they can as they uh, they open the uh, the Trinity League action. You know, another team that's uh, coming off a loss, a uh, team that we've been talking a lot um, about the last couple of weeks is Orange Lutheran. Had a tough go up at uh, De La Salle, which a lot of people um, – well, a lot of teams do. I mean, De La Salle's a perennial. I mean, the state juggernaut, as the you know the state uh, bowl games have uh, have been showing the last couple of years. You know, they're nationally ranked. Do a little stretch of uh, games right now. You know, for Orange Lutheran, they they play De La Salle coming off a you know real physical and you know uh, you know um, you know game that went down the wire with Centennial Corona. We talked about how that game wasn't as uh, you know wasn't one as one sided as the score indicated. But do you think the uh, the Lancers might be in a little trouble with you know they got you know when we talk about some you know the progress that their teams are making, but the Lancers don't want to hear about moral victories. But you know there wasn't uh, it was very lopsided up at De La Salle, um, you know giving up you know fifty some odd points. Do you think the uh, Lancers Scott are in a little trouble right now? 
we'll see. They may go with a two-quarterback two platoon system. You know, it's going to make make teams have to uh, prepare and practice for a running quarterback and a passing quarterback, and that takes away other things that you want to do. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that would be interesting, uh, you know, situation. I thought it was pretty telling, like you thought. Um, you, know, you think about Servite's mentality where they're, you know, they, they want to get this victory against Edison, you know, kind of a rival school, you know, um, even up their record, um, you know, knowing they play Bishop Gorman next. I mean, I think it, you know, it said how, I think it said how they're, they're really playing to win um, by making that switch. You know, even though, you know, the Lido kid is really promising, he's got a lot, you know, several scholarship offers thrown for 400 yards this, this week, but, you know, they're, you know, they're, I think it showed a, a little bit of a window into the, you know, the competitiveness of, of Servite, um, that their coaches didn't really hesitate to make a change uh, pretty early in that game, so, um, but I think that, you know, the, it's very promising future, I think, for, for, for Lido, and I know the Simpson um, is an athletic kid, you know, he's a, he done a very good job at receiver, he did a great job in, in that game, so, uh, you know, he competed a lot, played a lot of quarterback in the in the uh, in the summer. But I think that that was pretty revealing about the kind of uh, mentality that Servite has. You know, they they were they they were playing to win. But well, Scott, what's your your breakdown right now of the uh, the Pac Five? I think it's interesting to think about. You know, be, you know, before we get to league, you know, how does the uh, landscape look to you right now in the in the Pac Five? Does the Trinity League have a serious contender to? To, you know, the dethrone Centennial, in your opinion, and, you know, uh, what do you think the, the Trinity League has to offer the, the Pac-5? Uh, right now, Centennial has to be, obviously, the favorite, and I'm not sure right now, at this point, any, anyone can, you know, stop them, at least on paper, um, especially with the way they're playing defense this year. Um, you know, Bosco's looked unstoppable as well, but what's concerning about Bosco is their caliber of teams they've played. Um, their once, you know, formidable schedule has kind of taken a hit. And some of those teams that they, what we thought were going to be strong, have really struggled, lost. I mean, they haven't looked very good. Um, Bosco's opponents are combined record is six and twelve. With this week's opponent, St. Peter's in uh, prep in New Jersey, being the only team with a winning record and he having more than one win. So, you know, this Brave team hasn't really faced any adversity yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to keep it, you know, to keep an eye on when, when the league comes around. Um, but, um, you know, they're Bosco. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they have what? They've won like 25, 6, 20, something like that games in a row in league. So, you know, it's, it's not, you know, people aren't, aren't going to wave that much into it. But it is interesting nonetheless, you know, when you look at their schedule and, and how they, because they play teams and they just walked all over them. And so, um, and then as far as, you know, the next team would be in line with Mar Day, that's right there. And they're, they definitely have the talent, albeit they're young, um, but defensively they haven't come across the dominant offensive line or multiple skills um, coming into this season. I think their D-line was the concern, but so far they've done okay. Um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and, you know, just have to wait and see. I mean, they have that magic with DJ in their defense, but, um, you know, that game against Pauling or against, um, Bosco is going to be great. Um, and then probably the other team that's usually up there in the rankings is, or, is Pauling. Um, you know, they took a shot to the 
I know the, the Lions think they have the best offensive line probably in Orange County. Yeah, Dan, um, I mean, you know, I'm probably the hardest on, on Jay Sherrod, um, but, um, you know, but I have respect for them, but you have to look at, you know, I'm just not sold on them yet because, I mean, we've seen a lot of teams get exposed by playing a soft week schedule, and, I mean, Jay Sarah's, you know, combined record's not too bad. It's actually better than Bosco's. It's 8-12. and 12. I mean, Cabrillo's 1-3. and Chino Hills is 2-2, two and two, but they gave up 68 points to a lot. You got Huntington Beach, who is 1-3. and three. L.A. Hamilton, 1-3. and three. And then this week, they have St. Paul, who's 3-1. and one. But their one, their one uh, loss is, their one loss is to, um, is to Warren, who got beat 63-15 to to point apart. So, you know, so that, that strength of schedule is lacking. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, if, if they are better or even, like, say, deserve to be ahead of Tesoro in, in the rankings right now based on what I've seen. I mean, I don't know if you, can, you can't base it off of last year. I mean, well, most of these players, you know, with the exception of the offensive line, are new. And right now they're still going with the, you know, between the QBs. Um, but most importantly, you know, they're just not getting challenged enough to give them a fair assessment with who they played. And we won't know that until October 16th when they play Santa Margarita, which I believe is the second league game because they open up with Servite, but I don't know if that's going to be, you know, a telltale sign or not. So um, that's what I have on Jay Sarah. So. Yeah. Well, it should be. I think it should be a good indicator when you play Servite. Um, you know, you know, you know, I think that should show more about uh, Jay Sarah. But yeah, they're, they're, and I agree with you. They're, they're a hard team for me to rank in Orange County. I certainly give them some respect and, you know, think a lot about uh, how they played last year and that offensive line. Um, some of their scores have been impressive in terms of, you know, differential, a margin of victory against, you know, granted some teams that maybe aren't so good, but they are playing well. So it's going to be interesting. And then, and then, like you said, who is Jay Sarah played? Then, you're gonna, then they're going to open against a Servite team that's played, wow, I mean, De La Salle, Bishop Gorman. It's going to be a striking contrast. Um, you know, obviously Servite played Edison as well. They played Bishop Amon. So Servite's going to be well, you know, very well tested when they when they run into Jay Sarah, who's not going to be nearly as tested. So it's going to be, uh, that could be an interesting game, you know, uh, Maybe this is the, I mean, I think the Flyers would shock the Trinity League and probably Orange County football fans if they, if they won that game. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, you know what? I, I, yeah, you'd possibly, you'd, you'd possibly right. Um, then everybody would, you know, come out saying, see, Jay Sarah didn't play anybody. They shouldn't have been where they were. But, you know, you know when you think about it, you know, I guess, you know, Servite's still talented enough to... Um, now, if they go through them just like they did everybody else, then you go, okay, well, we're, here we go. Let's wait and see. Okay, we got Santa Margarita. Okay, maybe maybe they're going to take the same path as they did last year because I think they did that last year. They blew by their, their non-league schedule and just like they are now. But the difference is, is they had all those big-time skills last year. This year, they don't. Hey, uh, Scott, as we uh, wrap up our uh, podcast, and we thank all the fans for, uh, once again, uh, tuning us in and listening to our thoughts on the Trinity League, let's look a little bit about uh, this week's uh, entertaining schedule. You know, there's a lot, of, lot to pick from in this game, in this week. We've already kind of touched upon them, a few of the games, but we can, we can dive a little bit deeper into some of these games. But one of the games I'd 
you know, where I'm going to be at, and I'm going to be able to see uh, freshman quarterback JT Daniels uh, for myself, a, a person, and that's going to that's going to I'm going to be at the Modern Day Edison game. You know, that's always a, a good rivalry game. Edison played Servite tough. They seem to be playing better uh, as of late. Last couple games have been pretty pretty solid defensively for Edison. We'll see what kind of firepower they have against you know that modern day defense that is uh, seems to be rounding you know you know rounding into shape. But what's your thoughts on this game? I mean, Edison. First of all, they've had trouble with the pass rush um, of late, right. and then they've given up 16 sacks in those two losses. And that's a lot of sacks. So you know, look for look for Edison to play play close with modern day. But I still think modern day is going to pull away. But I, I mean, I. Going back to, I, mean, I want to say the last five, set, you know, seven years that modern day's played. I think modern. I mean, the average scores have been like 21 to 13, 21 foot 14, 20. You know, right in that range. They haven't scored a whole lot of points, and the margin of victory hasn't been really, really. Uh, I think last year it was, but prior to that, it, it's been pretty, pretty close. So that game's usually, you know, usually competitive. So I think well, that would be a good game too. You know, and you know, one one kid I'd like to talk about real quickly before we talk about those other other games. But I think another kid I think is on the rise for modern day, and he, he showed it uh, last week. And maybe you can give some insight real quick. Is it seemed like Osiris St. Brown against um, Upland kind of moved into the to the to the kind of player that you know I think both of us thought he was going to be. Um, he was outstanding last week. I think his stock's on the rise, and it will be interesting what happens with you know Osiris's uh, probably his recruiting profile and in his long you know uh, you know it's obviously his role with Modern Day. He pops another big week against Edison. Could be really interesting what's uh, what people are saying about Osiris uh, St. Brown if he really catches fire here. Yes, and he's actually you know he's coming back from that injury. He's starting to get his legs back, and he's starting to get in sync with with JT, but. The other one to watch is his brother, and I think his brother has actually kind of been the go-to guy, believe it or not. Um, he's Amon Ross running out of the slot, and he's been pretty much getting a lot of the stuff um, out of the slot. And then they've been going to to Osiris, you know, for you know for pretty much the, the deeper routes. Um, but um, he actually, yeah, he did look pretty good. He made some nice good catches. JT laid him right there. So, you know, if he, if he gets going, yeah, it, it's just going to be adding more um, weapons for teams to, to uh, try to uh, combat. What do you think about the Servite? Um, they're going to uh, Bishop Gorman, you know, uh, national power. You know, they're going to face one of the best QBs around, Tate Martell. You know, uh, what do you think about that Servite Bishop of Gorman uh, game? I mean, I'm, you know, on paper, I mean, what they did, what Gorman's done, you know, to the last few teams has been pretty much, I mean, pretty impressive. Um, so I think they're going to, uh, Servite just wants to go in there and play a competitive game and just lay it all on the field. Um, that, that's all you can ask for. Um, anything can happen. Um, but uh, watching uh, Tate Martell and Trayvon Lindsay are something else. I mean, those guys have motors, and they just, I mean, they are complete football players. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Muhammad Ali's nephew is actually one of the running backs, and he's got a fourth gear that nobody has once he gets going in the open. He's gone. And there's Ali, Ali uh, 
Radio or something like that. Right. I don't right. know. But butchering his name, but but um, he's he's pretty good. So their offense, I mean, their offensive line is is pretty solid. I mean, they're not real real big, but they're you know they all are pretty average across the board. Um, and they got a quick fast defense. They're not very big on defense, but they're very fast. So. Um, like I said, I you know maybe I think look, sir, look for Sir to actually play both quarterbacks. I don't think you know they're going to let Lido go the whole way. I think they're going to mix it up, and that's probably going to be their best bet to uh, do ball control so they can keep Orman off the field. Um, so we'll just you know we'll see. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for Sir right there to try to shock the world there in Las Vegas. Yeah, I think this would be, like we said, a big game for Orange Lutheran against Vista Marietta. How do you see this game? And, you know, do you think Orange Lutheran's going to get the victory? Um, you know, Dan, I, I mean, Vista's the number two team, I think, coming out of that West Valley um, section. I think they're right behind Mission Viejo. Um, you know, they, they, have, they have a win over Ballard, which is, I think, up in Washington, Seattle. I think Santiago's the other win at Lakewood. So, uh, you know, on paper, you know, you look at it now, Orange Lutheran has a better resume, schedule resume, so they should be able to, you know, go through, you know, Vista Marietta. So I think Olu's going to pull this one out, um, playing with, you know, Centennial and um, De La Salle these past two weeks, you know, is going to be, it's going to help them get through this game, but they, you know, are going to have to work on some things because this, you know, after this, then you got that, I believe a lot of teams have that week off before they come into the training league play. So, like I said, this is a tail-turning sign for, for Olu, so. Yeah. I think this is, I think you're, I think you're spot on. I think this is a huge game for Lutheran. I think they, I think they're going to get the win. And I, I you know, I, I, I think that they're a legit team. I think they're going to need a win or an extremely close uh, game. And I think that will give them some big-time momentum for that modern-day game to open up the league. But I think the Lancers are going to get it. And, you know, it's going to be a uh, – they'll show a lot of heart to bounce back from those two defeats to get it. But I think they will. Hey, uh, Scott, wrapping up, what else uh, intrigues you about uh, these uh, these uh, games this week? Um, I, you know, I, I wish I could see the Bosco-St. Petersburg prep game. I mean, I think it's webcast. They may, I, I'm not sure. I thought I saw something, and then I thought somebody said it wasn't. Um, but they're taking on the number six team out of New Jersey. I mean, they're coming in at two and one, and their lone loss is to the nation's number eight ranked team, Virginia Catholic, and they got beat toward 47 to 21. So that, I don't, you know, if you want to give, give you an idea of what's gonna may not happen. Um, Based on that score, um, you know, we'll see. But uh, that's just going to be an interesting game because that will probably be Bosco's, you know, first test based on, you know, paper anyway. So, um, but that's, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, that, I, I think you're right. That's going to be interesting. You know, it's not easy to go across, uh, across the country, you know, high school kids getting on a plane. Obviously, St. John Bosco's already done it once uh, with their trip to the uh, Pacific Northwest. But going East Coast should be uh, really interesting. And um, so give us something, you know, better gauge. So, you know, speaking of the beginning of the Trinity League, you know, uh, fans, you gotta you got to stick with us. Make sure you're joining us every week, especially now as we're getting so close to league. Next week we're going to start really starting to break down some of these huge league openers in the Trinity League. you got to, you know, that first game is huge. I mean, it is it, it can it almost is make or break time in the first round of league. So, um, 
you know, uh, what, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that your read, Scott? I mean, these openers are going to be huge. Yes, they will, because, you know, that first week sets the tone for the following week, and you don't want to be 0-1, then you have to be 0-2, and then you have, you have that must win that third week, because uh, there's not a lot of spots, so it's, it's, it's going to be a gauntlet, so... Yeah, it's right. Gauntlet is the exact right word. And I had to see you at the modern day Edison game. I will be there, Dan. Yes, I will. All right. So we'll be able to talk some more Trinity League then. So, well, Scott, um, well, first off, I want to thank the fans uh, for joining us with our weekly podcast. All of our podcasts this week, we've been doing every single week. They're all on archive on our podcast. Uh, uh, Buzzsprout website so you can check out all the archives of our podcast we're going to be back next week as well and um, so thanks and I also want to throw out a thanks to uh, you know Orange Lutheran for their uh, drum line that we've, uh, we're have we sticking with for our, for our pump up music getting into our podcast and, and of course Scott it's great again to, uh, to talk another another week of Trinity League football and a lot of action and uh, I appreciate you, you jumping on again on the podcast as always Dan I love it and I uh, look forward to more so uh, all right, man. Well, I will see you at the Santa Ana Bowl on Friday night. And uh, thanks again to everybody listening. And uh, enjoy the games. And please uh, come back next week for some more Trinity League breakdown. You take care, Scott. All right, Dan.